Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Hey guys, welcome back to Journey to Truth podcast. I felt like I had to go back to the old intro just because Aaron and I are on separate screens again. <laughs> yeah, we should, use, we should use the old intro for this. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if you guys can tell, Aaron has finally made his way to Portland and uh, this is just a temporary setup and uh, until he gets some gear in the mail, which uh, doesn't matter. It's going to be just as good either way, so... And tonight we're joined by Alicia, Alicia Brashe, um, who we're going to learn about here in a few minutes. But I'm going to get into, uh, I'm going to go over a few things before we actually get started. For one, you guys might have noticed that, man, this is weird without you next to me, Aaron. <laughs> I, gotta get you I know, right? It's uh, super weird. For one, you guys might have noticed that we uh, announced a conference that we're going to be putting on in the Midwest next May, uh, Secret Space Conference. The details will be released soon. Um, we're working on that right now. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I, I I don't know how to explain it. Besides, I can just feel it's going to be amazing, and I know I know you guys are going to have some fun too. Uh, uh, real quick, Hopewell Farm CBD, ten uh, percent off with promo code Journey to Truth ten. Uh, Teespring, fifteen percent off with promo code CGI Joe. And uh, we'll have some new merch coming up. I have an idea for a cool shirt we'll be working on. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, welcome to the show, Alicia. Thank you, guys. It's so nice to be here. What's well, nice to have you? She's coming to. She's coming to us from Australia. Yeah, so I'm based in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, it's it's so weird to be on the other end of this. I'm used to interviewing you guys, so this is cool. Yeah. So. Uh, um tell us about tell people who might not know who you are about your show and what you do and how you got into this yeah okay so i guess going back um i've had cosmic gateway now for about four and a half almost five years um it's a platform on social media so i i talk about various different topics mainly around ascension um my focus is generally around the energetic so i talk a little bit about the human resonance space weather um based on my long journey of trying to understand um the the various different impacts that i was going through i think it started around 2013 14 for me when i realized that there was something that was more external to um, my reality that, that was impacting me, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And then I started to look at um, things like solar flares and um, space weather and starting to make the correlations between, you know, um, you know, 
excessive mental looping thoughts or emotional outbursts or you know physical symptoms and um you know and then obviously aspects of my own journey but now I sort of write to um you know keep people in the loop and update them to to give them some context around things that they may be going through to help them on their ascension path essentially so that's um that's just a short blurb about cosmic gateway um and also I have another platform which is only uh, it's a little bit younger it's about <laughs> three I think three two and a half years I've had new earth children which is something that I was prompted to set up and <clears throat> with the focus of talking about these new children coming onto the planet and based around my own personal experience and and what I do in my work and help support other people so they're the sort of the the, the two elements they have um on social media yeah and you're doing some amazing work and we were just part of your world unity week which um we did a round table with allison actually and that was amazing amazing yeah yeah it really was it was a lot of fun thanks for doing that by the way that was that was powerful um if you guys don't know what we're talking about it's actually an event that she did on facebook every i think now since then everything's uploaded to your youtube channel now yeah okay yeah um it's you had some incredible speakers did, did you not get david yeah. ike ike yeah, yeah yeah i had david ike yeah, yeah that was that's cool amazing yeah i watched it it was so good too yeah i, I actually yeah. didn't i actually didn't watch it. i need to go back and check that oh, out yeah he was a massive part of my awakening in uh back in 2012 so yeah it was super cool yeah yeah i feel like anybody going through an awakening back then i mean would have found him you know, oh yeah either way oh, yeah. yeah yeah i think world well, unity week for me was um such an incredible accomplishment to share like all the components that have made up my journey who people who have been influenced like guy like yourself allison um david ike and just sort of brought it all together to share with the world just to help people navigate these times but i mean david ike that was a real buzz to be able to to sit down and speak with him and interview him um more just have a conversation but i mean david ike i i stumbled across david ike when i was growing up in high school and oh, no you know, way. Yeah. So nice. off the camera, I, I kind of made some jokes and I was like, thank you for making me the crazy person in high school talking about, um, you know, reptilians running the world. And he, he kind of <laughs> laughed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, amazing. you know, what's funny is people still, there's a lot of people still have a problem with that concept of reptilians, you know, uh, the more and more I get into this, uh, you know, oh, yeah. we, get, we get all kinds of comments and hate mail and stuff like that sometimes. And, People think we're crazy. I mean, actually, lately it's been ramping up on Facebook for me in particular. But uh, it's funny. We just take for granted. We throw these terms around all the time. We talk about reptilians and Pleiadians, Syrians, Andromedans, all of them, greys. And then, you know, as soon as some of that information hits like the, the mainstream or just like somebody outside of this realm, I guess, mm -hmm. it's like, like, holy shit, you might as well be the devil himself you know <laughs> you're either crazy yeah or or yeah i would satanic if mm -hmm. they're super religious you get a lot of that yeah yeah i mean that's which i used to be so i understand the mindset you know i get yeah. it but so alicia tell us why are you here 
<laughs> so I know you, I know you're an experiencer. I know this all started for you. Uh, it was basically, you had the dark night of the soul. Um, and you came out of that. I know you were taken on some ships before you were operated on, uh, you have hybrid children experiences with that whole program. Um, what you actually refer to as like cryptic pregnancies. Um, you, you also talk about divine counterparts. Um, there's a lot there and, uh, I'd love to hear about all of it. And if there's anything that you're been, that you're wanting to get out that you're feeling compelled to talk about, we'd love to hear. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's so, there's so much to my journey and there's so many different elements. And I, I truly believe that a big part of my work is trying to bridge sort of the, the disclosure community, the, the galactic, you know, ET community and the spiritual community. Cause I, I feel like I have walked in, in both worlds my entire life um and you know I've been I guess you could say I was one of those children who was quite awakened tapped tapped in and tuned in you know I realized that I had healing abilities at a very young age and and psychic abilities and things like that um the the experience apart comes in at a much later time but it's one of those things that you have what I call those holy shit moments where your whole life turns upside down and you realize that the reality that that you thought was real is, is, is something else. And um and then you look back over your life and you realize, wow, this has been this has been going on so much longer than just that experience. It was just that that one moment where it becomes conscious. Um, and so I guess my um con- conscious contact experiences started um around uh, the end of 2015 um and that you know that's just opened up a whole new world for me and it's it's kind of really weird for me to talk about it now because it feels like it's such such a long time ago um but it's it's still a journey that I'm on and um and still very much a part of me so if I go into some specifics, um, I had a very abrupt Kundalini awakening in 2015, which was catalyzed by through a dev- divine counterpart journey. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of just um, make a side note here that, you know, that journey that I it is quite public, you know, people can go and find podcasts and things that I've spoken about that quite openly. Um, you know, that journey has taken many plot twists and, and changes and it, it's at a very different space right now. So um, <clears throat> some, I mean, it's still all very relevant and relative to, to this journey that I'm on, but it's um, a lot has changed in my life over the last two years. So um so if I go back to 2015, after the Kundalini awakening, that was when I started to have my conscious um, contact experience with galactic beings. And it happened, it hit me very hard and very fast. And it really, um, it, it catalyzed my dark night of the soul, um, which went for pretty much the duration of 2016, because I couldn't make sense of what I was going through. Um, and, and what happened was that I was having very intense dreams. I, I'm a really avid dreamer, you know. I, it's mm-hmm. been a big part of uh, prophetic dreams all my life, and um, I was being shown these children that that I would have, that I would physically, you know, um, come into this world. And I couldn't make sense of it at the time because I wasn't planning to have children. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a part of my world. It, 
I um, I was starting, I had just ended a long-term relationship and I was starting to plan a new life. And I guess um, some of the, the situations that, that happened or experiences that happened, um, you know, one night uh, I started having um, what I would call interdimensional craft showing up. So I'd be out at a party or I'd be somewhere and it would always happen late at night. And I would see this, um, it's kind of like a, a fluorescent green shape crafts kind of spinning and then would like float down. And I, you know, I wasn't the only one that witnessed that, you know, all the people that, that were with me saw that experience, but everyone kind of like turned and looked at me and they're like, what was that? I was like, I don't know. And they're like, well, that only happened since you arrived. So it's got, it's got to, it's got to be connected to you somehow. And, you know, from there, um, I started having um, experiences at, at night where I could feel craft flying above my house, and it, it was terrifying. I didn't mm. know what to make of it, and I know that what would happen generally, um, there would be, um, I guess it's that, uh, that very typical, you hear often, you know, feeling as though you're being watched, and then something occurs, and then bright light in the room and 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 not remember anything um the next day I have very little recall to be honest around being up uh, aboard craft I know when it happens there's the signs that I know that happened in my physical body and the kind of adverse reactions that I have upon waking but it was around that time where I was intensely having dreams about these children and at the same time, I would wake up with scars and marks on my body. And so there was something that was indicating that there was something going on and I couldn't really make sense of it at that time. So um, just to, to uh, fast track a little bit uh, around that, that continued for months. And I had, you know, I have a lot of um, very highly intuitive people in my life. I always have been surrounded by, you know, psychics and healers and things like that. And a lot of people kept saying to me, oh, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. I said, oh, no, not possible, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I went through, around that time, I went through what I call a um, interdimensional um, conception where I merged with another person's energy essence. There was no physical contact involved. Uh, although that person was present, um the next morning I woke up and I had that same feeling that something had happened that I didn't understand. And it, um, I knew that my body had changed. And I think the, the, the most, um, the, the most, uh, the sign that really indicated to me the most that something had happened was that being an energetic healer, and that's what I've done for many, many years, there was something different in my energy when I was working on people, I was having this very high, um, almost like a rainbow energy that was like emanating through through my work. And that was probably the first sign that showed me that something had, had happened. Um, so it, it took me a little while to kind of um, understand. And I was being given and shown a lot of references around that time to Immaculate Conception. And being shown that that was in, in, um, 
indeed what what I was experiencing and you can imagine the cognitive dissonance around that you know I was never raised religious that's not something that's ever been on my radar but when I look back I realized it was the only frame of reference that I had initially um so I was starting to go through um those symptoms pregnancy symptoms but most um prevalent to me was like the energetic um expansion that I was feeling in my womb and um so I started uh researching trying to find out trying to understand what was happening to me and during that phase of the dark night of the soul I I went through and I researched as much as I possibly could um I started to research about hybrid children and I I came across uh Bridget Nielsen mm-hmm. at the time I think nice. she's <laughs> awesome she yeah. was she was one of the first who were started talking about that publicly. I think, um, yeah. at least, at least she's one of the first ones who um, made some waves. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. sure other people were talking about it, but yeah. So when I found her, I was like, oh my god, that that you know, that's it. Kind of it started to give me some context around what I was experiencing. And I thought that I'd sort of found the answers. And then I realized that in hybrid, in the hybrid programs, a lot of these women don't actually give birth. And I was like, well, I feel that this journey for me is to actually to go through um, and and to give birth. So I had to keep seeking Um, and then, you know, stumbling across. uh, It's a very 3D term, but there's a lot of people that talk about cryptic pregnancy um sort of not an area that I dabble in because it's very um dense and very confusing it, it, basically in essence it's a, a longer gestation period of um women who feel that they're pregnant and they it doesn't show up on any medical um mm-hmm. examinations okay, um, you have all the symptoms and stuff yeah. yeah yeah um so that was another aspect but I was probably more focused on the fact of um, interdimensional conception when I found it was very, very limited information back then um, to to describe what I was going through. And um, when I found information around that, I think it was it was in a book by Drunvalo Melchizedek. It was just in one, you know, one uh, chapter and uh, when i read that that was the thing that resonated with me the most was it the uh, flower um, of life book Ancient yeah volume Ancient. two yeah they they talk uh, about they talk about that in the first one actually that's what these like lumerians were actually doing they were teaching people how to conceive without actually having intercourse and they were they were practicing this and teaching it to their society so it's it's, it's a real thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it was and, and just to backtrack I have a very strong connection to Lemuria I always have and in in the lead up to what I call the, the point of conception for me I was waking up and I was like um, being given like these messages sometimes I do I ha- have a voice that kind of speaks to me in the morning um, and it was telling me to look at Lemuria. So all of the seeds were planted for me. I just had to decode it and work out and understand it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just to fast track, I guess, um, from that point, I had to then understand 
from you know the research perspective you know and I I, I dabbled I dabbled into every rabbit hole you could possibly imagine um ancient aliens I found one episode on there that was really helpful you know and I was just I was just taking in as much data as I could and and then I realized I got to a point where I I couldn't I could no longer take on information and data I had to go within to really understand my own individual journey and what I was going through and experiencing yeah so yeah yeah well, ancient aliens helped a lot of us actually back in the day. I mean, it really did. It, it, if you yeah. think about its purpose on this planet, I mean, it really did spark an awakening for a lot of us. Very base level, but it was like, I remember watching it like with my jaw on the floor when I was younger, like, whoa, you know? Yeah, it's one of those great like gateway things to like yeah. start your awakening but then you got to like go past it you know yeah but, otherwise but, uh, you'll still be questioning it with them questioning yeah, yeah. With them. Yeah. You're right. and, yeah. like they cut out james gilland completely from his own ranch when they yeah because he, he was telling them all about the pleiadians and the, this group and that group and these beings and no. the whole everything and they're like we can't have this they literally cut everything out yeah and they showed one ship and they had like John Vivanco and his team remote view a being on it, which is cool. But that's like that's all they did. <laughs> but they yeah, they that's, just that's just how that show is. They know? just focus on the ancient aspect yeah. of it. And then well, like, they, yeah. James said that they have to keep the questions, they have to keep it like as questions, like, are they real? Like here's evidence, but are <laughs> yeah. they is this real? So if you're like giving them answers, they don't want that because then you're answering. Well, that and then you give all the answers nobody's going to tune in that's how they get that's how they get you back you know yeah i get it it's a show yeah they they gotta get you hooked um so you spoke about i heard the term i think it was on one of the show one of your interviews or something you talked about the womb actually being a portal for other star systems it's actually really interesting to me can you elaborate on that yeah sure um so i guess this this um goes through what i've tuned in into my own body through this experience and and also like i work with a lot of women who are going through um various different similar experiences and quite often what i see is when i tune into their sacral or their womb i can see and some people talk about that there's a chakra uh, a womb chakra that sits at the back of the body, which sits somewhere between the sacral and the solar plexus. And it's almost like a, a, a portal that allows the soul to come in when a woman has conceived. Um, you know, that's just in very sort of um, physical terms, you know, what I would classify as a, as a 3D pregnancy. Um, but what I see with um, women who are bringing in higher frequency children it's almost like a direct link or portal um, from other star systems for these children to to enter into that space. And, um, you know, I probably need to to share and make it clear at this point that this process that started in the end of um, 2015 or in the beginning of 2016 for me is still an ongoing process. Um, My body changes. it, It still holds, you know, the energy and sometimes the physical manifestation of these children yet to be born. And um, 
<clears throat> and it's what I see in that process is that um, because these children are coming from such a higher density, if you will, it, it, it's a big process for them to come into physical density. And it's like um, they will sort of come in and go out and, and there was this process. So it's really interesting to see the um, individual experiences and read people's energy field in their body to, to access and gain information um, to, to understand this process better. Yeah. So what do you mean when you say they, they come and they leave, they come and they leave, like at what stage of the development are you talking about like in the womb or like, okay. Yeah. So okay. That, that's why I, I talk about it as an interdimensional pregnancy process because yeah. it, it really is morphing from one dimension to another um, and trying to, okay, uh, I guess, come down into, um, into physical form. And, and Laura Van Tyne has actually spoke about her experience with, um, and this may or may not be true, but it might be true for her, is that she said it's possible for a child to be born and be without a soul for up to two weeks until that physical yeah. body has been, the physical body is actually ready. Let's just say that the mother is in this low vibration. Maybe she was a drug addict or whatever, and they can't actually be in there all the time because of that density, because it's so dense. So they have to wait until they are far enough away from um, the birth, the birthing to actually enter the body. Mm -hmm. That's really mm -hmm. interesting to think about. Sometimes you're looking at a baby and, and it's just like, you don't see much there. It just kind of looks like nothing's there. Maybe that's the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. And one thing that sort of comes to mind as you say that was one of those prophetic dreams that I had um, a couple of years ago where I was walking. I I call it a new earth dream because I know it's like in the future. It's that high definition color and light. And um, and I was walking and talking with my daughter who was probably about 14 at the time. And I, we, I was talking to her and asking her questions. Uh, I guess I became lucid in that experience. And um, I, I was kind of just saying to her, do, do you know how you were conceived? And to her, it was like so natural and normal. It, it was an energetic merging process that took place. And I looked at her and I said, do you know that nobody believed me at that time? Like, do you know how hard that was? You know, as, as your parents do, you know, back in my day kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> and I said to her, do you remember your time in the womb? And she screwed her face up at me and she said, I didn't like it very much. Mm -hmm. And really? yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um is there anything that you're uh, experiencing now currently that um I know you I know you've told us off camera that you're going through some stuff is there anything you'd like to share with the audience that you might think would be relevant? Um oof, that's <laughs> you put me on the spot now. <laughs> um, well, it's a, a put you on the spot. If you're comfortable, you know, if it's yeah, well, I, you know, a lot of people ask me this and I don't talk about it a lot these days because it's still a process that I'm in and I don't have all the answers and I'm not at the end of it. But 
um, this process that began many years ago is still ongoing. You know, I still feel I still have all the the physical symptoms of pregnancy. Um, I I look quite pregnant physically, so I'm always keeping the ca camera. To be honest, I, I always keep the camera. You know, so I, there's no full shot. It's it's hard to navigate 3D existence while going through this process, um, and it, and for the duration of this has made me much more highly sensitive to energies, more so than I ever was before. So, um, you know, going through the tumultuous changes that are happening on the planet, you know, I have to keep my energy very clear, very clean. And, um, you know, I, I sort of, I let go of um, time lines and time frames. I, I realize that there's a divine timing. I truly believe that when I talk about this, I talk about it to help other women who are also going through this process to help them heal and understand. Um, but I, I do believe that there's certain components that need to come into play um, in order for this process to be completed. And one of them is that the, the, the frequency of the planet needs to be at a certain stabilization of a higher frequency so these children can be born um it won't happen before then and um i i think that that's um <laughs> just going back to the, the bridging of the spiritual and and the the you know disclosure community i had a very vivid dream in the beginning that showed me a timeline of when that will come into actuality and um the 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 various components of that was that a there was a, a burst of light that hit the planet so you could look at that as like a solar flash or the event or a wave of light I saw and I didn't know anything about that back then mm -hmm. so when Alison Coe came out with her information it was almost identical to what I'd seen in that dream and it gave me hope um, there was that component I also saw at that time that there was massive changes happening on a financial um, level. Um, it was a restructure of the financial system and government systems. Um, and funnily enough, I don't share this often, funnily enough, there was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed leader in the United States who was helping everyone manage the changes, who was the president. Mm, so Interesting. <laughs> so you know I share that because I had that dream in the beginning of 2016 and back then I didn't even realize that that particular person was even running for presidency that I was so out of the loop of that stuff so I guess I look at specific key markers to help better understand timelines for myself and I've kept a very keen eye on all those components solar flash and disclosure and um and the political stuff as a whole to to gauge and, and to help me get prepared, I guess. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> the best way I can say it. It all ties together. Even even down to the politics, if you're paying attention, you know it's a show, obviously. We like clearly we're yeah. watching a movie at this point. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, I see so many people trying to make sense of everything right now, but I don't even think we should be wasting our time trying to make sense of something that we know is a movie. We know it's a show and there's so much more going on behind the scenes. And that's just like you said earlier, 
you can you can only take in so much data and information before you just have to go within and figure out why you're here and what you're actually doing here yeah and that's yeah, uh so did you even get to the experience or did you just uh dance around it with all that other stuff <laughs> <laughs> sorry can you ask that again uh, no, I was just, I'm good at dancing around, so you feel free to. <laughs> no, I was just asking you earlier if you ha were having any current experiences, like going through anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, on a daily basis. That's why I, <laughs> sometimes I don't even know how to answer that question. You sure. Know, um, oh, yeah. 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 No, I told you. A trip. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard to even know. I was just talking to. Um, Abby Lynn, you guys know who she is. I was on the phone with her today and I was like, you know, it's so hard to, once you're an experiencer like this and you, you have all this stuff, it's so hard to go to lunch with your family or whatever. And like, not just want to yeah. like jump up and leave and just get out of there. Like, it's like not feeding you anymore, you know? And it's really, yeah. diff it's really difficult to, um, yeah, like you said, it's a trip. It's really difficult to be in this world right now because these are the only types of conversations that we want to be having, but we can't have these conversations with everybody. So I know what you mean. <laughs> I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, so have you had any, do you have any experience with like SSP secret space program type of stuff? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. it. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> I actually kind of knew this already. That's why I asked you that. But uh, um, I, I want to dive into it a little more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what does that look um, like for you? Yeah. It's really interesting because that that's a, a relatively new piece of the puzzle for me that I'm trying to make sense of. Um, as far as I can gather at, at this point, I don't believe that I am in, in the programs as such. Um, although I do have direct access to viewing um, through my dream space, I'm highly active in my dream space, like very regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this is something that's been ongoing for many years. And um, I think it started to really come into light for me around the end of last year. I think I came across secret space program information probably around 2016. And to uh, and I knew, you know, when you hear something and you hear a piece of information and it resonates and then you're like, I don't know what to do with it. I'm just going to park it. Mm -hmm. It was kind of yeah. like that over, over, you know, the last couple of years. And um, it was back in, and that's why I'm so grateful for you guys. And I love the work that you do because, you know, m the more people that share stories, the more you can start to piece together your own journey and things start to make sense. And I had an experience where, um, uh, I woke up with a lot of very specific information around a 20 and back. Really? Um, yeah, but not my own. So that's where I have uh -oh. to be very, yeah, that's where I have well, to be very careful in how well, I share this information. Let me, let me stop you real quick. Why, how do you know it's not your own? Well, <laughs> that's a good question, Tyler. <laughs> well, because so many, I mean, we've interviewed we a lot of these guys and it's becoming apparent that even when they claim it's not their own, it very well could be another aspect of them, uh, even a clone. Uh, yeah. they, they have soul splitting technology. 
um, different timelines. Like, like it's your consciousness in a different body is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you might not even recognize the person as yourself, but it actually could be a version of you. And that might be how they even pull this off in the first place. It's very confusing. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm very um, open to claiming it if it is my own, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I just can't speak um, definitively that I believe that it is at this point. But sure. as we know, you know, the, as we continue on our expansion of consciousness and more pieces of the puzzle come together, we understand it at a greater and greater level. Um, I, from my own personal experience, I, I can honestly say that I go through phases where I go, um, what I call being really tapped out. And I know that I'm highly active on some sort of a mission, but these are temporary. So it's not like a 20 and back. It might happen over a space of a week, a fortnight, maybe a month. Um, and just to explain what that's like for me is that I'll be very active in, in my dreams and I know that I'm out in space or off planet on some sort of a mission. Generally, it's a cleanup mission. Um, and when I, when I come into uh, awake time, like when I wake up in the morning, I, I feel like I'm a diluted version of myself. Um, I know I, what I'm feeling. <laughs> I, really, I think a really lot really of people can relate to that. Um, and the, the cues that I have that I know that I'm not here and the way that I understand it is that a high level of my consciousness is not in my physical body. I know that there's more of me out there doing something else. Um, I mean, the most recent experience that I had that I can remember was probably a few months ago where it was very um, specific around Mars and what was happening. And I think I I reached out to you at the time, Tyler, because I really didn't know who to talk to or go to. I mean, I have a lot of great people in my life, but when it comes to SSP stuff, I don't have a lot of people that I can talk to. Um, You do now. (laughs) I do now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do remember you reaching out. So, so, well, would you mind elaborating on what what you saw going on on Mars? Yeah, sure, sure. So I guess... um, at that time, I felt like I, and I had a session with um, Rebecca Rose at that time because I was going through, how does she call it? Um, I was going through a moment of crisis and um, I was trying, I think the things that I was seeing on Mars at that time was so way out there that I really needed to check my own sanity. <laughs> I needed to make sure that I wasn't completely losing and going crazy. And I was seeing operations being cleaned up, but I was also seeing clones being killed. And this is clones of people who I am connected with um, on a deep soul level. Um, And that was quite traumatic for me to, to, to witness that. Um. And I had been taken up around that time in front of a council uh, of galactic beings and they were telling me about the completion of a very specific um, involvement in the SSP 
in relation to me uh, and someone that I'm closely connected with. And um, at that time, you know, that basically they were saying that the contract has ended and that the fragmented aspects of the soul were, were coming back online to that person in their human body um, and that a healing process would begin and I was to help facilitate that process, which is something that I do in my work. So I guess it was a heads up for me. Um, and it's funny, as I speak about that now, you know, um, I haven't had a lot of those experiences since then. So maybe there is a part of me that is connected to that, that I'm yet to, to explore and unpack. Oh, I'm sure of it. I mean, you, whenever you reached out to me that one time and we ended up having a session, I ended up having a session mm -hmm. with you. Um, that was, that was some SSP stuff as well. And I mean, that wouldn't happen if you weren't involved, I don't think, you know? Um, so, so when you started this, when I stopped you earlier, you said you woke up with some very specific information surrounding the 20 and back. Did you already tell yeah. us what that was or? No, <laughs> no. Can you go into that? Yeah, sure. Um, so the information was basically how they do the age regression process and how, I guess, similar to what I was just explaining to you, how you go through that phase of not really being incorporated or integrated and feeling tapped out um, and basically showing me what a person's life is like um, while they're coexisting um, through various programs and, um, and what that looks like on a human level. And um, anyway, the, the information was quite specific. And it, once again, it was one of those things that I parked and I didn't really, I was like, oh, <laughs> for a later time. And it was about a couple of months after that, that I was, I was at my parents' house and I walked in and my dad was watching your show. <laughs> back oh, no in January. <laughs> yeah. And right. it was, um, and it was Tony. And nice. it was in that moment that I walked in that what he was describing in his own experience was exactly the information that I'd got in that download when I was waking up a few months prior. So I just kind of was like, whoa, okay. Uh, and he, so I sat down and I started watching and I was like, hey, Dad, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's, it's a SSP um, testimony. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started watching it. And I guess it was at that point that I started to really start to pay attention to um, paying more close attention to the information that was coming through to me at that time. And um, so that was one component to it. So when I say this is relatively new, this is relatively new within the last 12 months for me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and... I had started writing uh, a very lengthy article around counterparts and um, I guess to help people better understand their own divine counterpart journey. And I was kind of making categories. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to box things, but like to compartmentalize for the human to understand, especially in the work that I do. And I kept getting this like, um, this um, name, galactic counterpart, galactic counterpart. And I didn't really, I was like, it was something that I'd sort of dabbled in over the years of working with various different clients on a divine counterpart journey. 
seeing that some have um, a lot of um, earth human, you know, um, soul journey together. And then some have a totally different frequency and some very specifically have um, have a soul connection from off planet. And mm-hmm. so for me, just to compartmentalize, and I was trying to write that article and I, um, I, was, I had writer's block and I had this little voice that go watch Journey to Truth. And I was like, I hope everybody has that voice. i hope so too (laughs) and and i clicked on and you guys were doing a live q a um i think with tony and rebecca and um johan johan yeah oh yeah yeah that was awesome that was that that changed everything for me because i clicked on that and i came in late and at the moment i clicked on it um he was talking about or you guys were talking about uh, divine counterparts in the SSP and Uh, no way. (laughs) Yeah. Johan was talking about how they actually take these kids and put them together in the programs and they basically raise them together and they do all their training together. So um, when they finally meet as an adult, there's this soul recognition there that they don't remember from the childhood programs. And that would make a lot of sense to for some people listening to this. Yeah. 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 So after I listened to that, I just, there was so many such specific details that I could relate to. And at that point in, in my entire work, it had never even crossed my mind about, you know, counterparts being used in the programs. And it makes complete sense to me, you know, when it was, delivered in that way of course you know when people share such a strong connection and they can feel and experience and witness what the other is in any moment it makes sense um and and i think there were there were things that johan said that triggered a lot of um memories of conversations that i'd had you know over the years with with a certain person um and i was just yeah it was like at that moment, it was like the things that I had parked over many, many years sort of came into crystal clear vision to, for me to understand things a lot better, the things that hadn't made sense to me. So, And, you know, there's another aspect that they actually were going to get um, be getting into with next week's guest, who I won't disclose yet, but um, he has experience in the programs and he specifically specifically has experience in a twin program they they take twins and because mm-hmm. just like you said the divine counterpart it's better than a clone it's better than anything because twins are basically the same on the same wavelength and there's actually a whole separate program where they specifically utilize twins and uh it's really really good information so we'll be getting into that next week I'm excited to watch that. Mm-hmm. I'll probably learn something and I'll probably get really highly activated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's tons of, uh, there's so so much new information coming forward. We're just going to have to like, we're going to find ourselves keep going back to the drawing board. We're going to keep going back to the drawing board because we're like, wait a second. You, know, you think you have it figured out. Then all of a sudden this new theory, this new concept presents itself. 
that's why I like listening to Ivan Teller's channelings is out there as it might seem, as it might seem, uh, the, the new concepts that I gain from that, from listening to him, I mean, it just broadens everything and gives you a new perspectives and outlooks on, on things that we're not learning about from anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. It's just like expanding, expanding, expanding. doesn't have to be real, but it's, it helps you. It helps you really, um, not get married to any of these ideas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think the work that I've done in, in the space around divine counterparts is continually growing and expanding and I'm learning new things. And I always say like, it, I'll look, I'll be honest. It was something that I never really wanted to delve into because there's so much hype around it and there's so much disinformation and, you know, I guess I, I've heard people use the term, you know, psyop and things like that. The twin flame psyop, yeah. 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 And I would agree with that. You know, well, that, I, that, I, that happens. There's a book called Alien Love Bite, and it talks yeah. all it talks all about that. Mm -hmm. These these, yeah. these groups actually make two people falsely fall in love. And mm -hmm. and it's actually a one-way street. So one person loves this person, but they don't love them back. And they're, they're having all these astral experiences. The other person's not. And this other person's heartbroken and they're farming that loose. They're feeding off of that energy. And it actually creates like a triangle. It's like one person is in love with this person, but this person's in love with that person. Yeah. And That's even if it's not that, it's I've literally seen people use it as an excuse to stay in a very unhealthy relationship yeah. or where like one person's clearly a narcissist and it's being abusive and all the rest and they're like oh that's just how, what they do you know he's the runner on the chaser or the whatever and it's like no that's that's an abusive relationship that's what that is but mm -hmm. i've literally seen people because they really want it to be true for whatever reason yeah. you know um yeah. they would use the twin flame as an excuse but i do believe it is a real thing like you said there is the true divine counterparts that um but it's I believe you like you are able to feel the the resonance of that like the purity of that and you know yeah you know, and us that are on that level we can we can tell when it's when it's real you know yeah thanks for saying that that's actually a great point to bring up yeah i'm i'm glad i'm glad that you both touched on that because i do agree and i think that was the hesitancy that made me want to do this work and talk about this topic because you you get all types you know and you know I, I think that was one of the reasons that I wrote that really long article um to talk about it because I always come back to um two components that I think is the most important in terms of soul connection is to understand the origins and the purpose and when you can look at that then you can you know work within your own ascension process to regardless of what is happening in in the physical you know if you can work in understanding like the origins of what your soul has gone through together mm -hmm. um, where where it comes from what um let's say what sort of karmic implications you may have brought forth together to work out and, and learn and evolve through and then also looking at what the the purpose is because a lot of the times there is a a greater soul mission that is to be birthed through um you know two people coming together especially when they hold a higher frequency and that that in itself is you know 
the game-changing component. And I think that that's why counterparts are so important on the planet at this time because they do bring in that frequency of unconditional love that is um, beyond space and time, you know, and transcends yeah. what we understand on a human level uh, of love. Yeah. And sometimes it can be heartbreaking and tragic. And so every journey is very unique and different. Um, and I have seen some beautiful things. I've experienced some beautiful things. And I've also seen some really horrendous, you know, um, interference and, 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 you know, all, you know, dark and light in, in this sort of community. <laughs> well, it's a, it's come, comes down to the spiritual war. It's, it's a war. I mean, down to the individual, down to the experiences we're having. If you're not fully aware of who you are and who your guides are, who's helping you, you can be easily, you, you may easily, you might be being tricked. Is what I'm trying to say, um, mm. or fooled. Um, it's, it's scary, but you know, they're, they're not dumb. They know us better than we know ourselves. And it's, uh, you just have to be cautious protection, um, do the work. I mean, it's, it's no joke as we like, as we, um, draw closer to this ascension, we're going to have to make this our reality. You know, we can't ignore this stuff. So that's where you come in and say something next. Um, but I know what you're saying. The interference is real. You know, that's all I was trying to say. Um, I've experienced it. A lot of people have actually. And it's it's important to know what to look for, because like Aaron said earlier, sometimes people think, you know, they're so married to the idea that this is meant to be. Um, they might actually not be considering that they might be uh, deceived or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And usually that stems from their their own like unhealed trauma and wounds that you know, it's like you got to heal first almost to like that for that divine counterpart to um, like you both have to be healed to a certain level to like come together. I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. And okay. then and it's that's when it's like just the beauty of the connection once two like healed, beautiful souls come together, you know, like that. It's like it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah and it's uh like she said that's needed right now the heart the love frequency um very needed. it's yeah. very needed it and it maybe that might be somebody's entire purpose here you know that might be your mission is to just live in that frequency and uh man those people are lucky <laughs> yeah. um right. we're all here for our own reasons for different reasons you know well all yeah. the stars all the star seeds are just us being here are affecting the frequency and yeah. then like Dolores Cannon talks about that. Like she would have clients ask her, what's, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And it would come through. Your purpose is just to be, it's literally just to be here. Yeah. <laughs> just by you being here, you're affecting and raising the vibration, affecting others around you. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't like that because they wanted like a specific thing and not saying that you can't also have that, but that's like your, that's like our main, main uh, purpose is just us being here. We're, we're raising the frequency and affecting the planet and, and everyone here on a deep level, whether we know it or not, or whether they know it or not, you know, beautifully put. Yeah, I, I agree. And yeah, we always, we always strive for wanting that purpose. Like we want our life to mean something. We want to, we want to find some reason, something to live for. And uh, I get that. 
I get that because of the world and the state of the world right now, it's, it's really tough to walk around and, and not start questioning things. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But if you can get to the place where you realize yeah, all I need to do is just be the best version of myself all the time. And then and just, just follow your heart and mm -hmm. what pulls you to, you know, towards like your passion and your heart and what, and it's really that simple. It's really that's because so many people are stressing out and you're like, what do I need to be doing right now? Oh my gosh, you know. And if you're doing that, you're off track already. Like, just follow what you're naturally drawn to and what you're passionate about and what what your heart leads you to. And that's that's what you're gonna have the most impact because that means that's what you're resonating at that level. You know. Mm -hmm. Get out of your own way. Get out of your head. Yeah. Get out of your head. Get into your heart. That's what a Native American says. As soon as we, uh, you know, they talk, I've talked about this before, the three brains, the gut, the heart, and then their brain. They say, as soon as you, as soon as you leave the gut, you're already basically on the wrong track. If you, if you ignore the gut feeling and you mm -hmm. start overthinking it, and they said, that's where mankind has gone wrong. We yeah. overthink Most everything. People are all, all up here and none of this or yeah. very little of this and none of the gut or, you know, it's mostly all. That, that's that's what we're programmed. We're programmed to be, and that's when you look at all society and the programming, it's all to keep you in your logical mind only. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people fall for some of these shills because they're mm -hmm. operating in that state and they, they're only picking up on the information, um, but mm -hmm. they don't have the ability to feel the person's energy. If you like, if you yeah. can actually tap in and feel the truth or feel that person, you don't even need to hear what's coming out of their mouth. You can hear what they're saying just by looking at them. And most of the time with certain people like Austin Steinbart, I'll just say it like <laughs> that. That's what's happening. And oh, I don't wow. care who gets triggered by that. That's exactly people are wild by the information. And if you're only, if you're only taking in the information, you're not going to actually see that, you know, mm -hmm. there's something majorly wrong here and it might not even be his fault, but there's something going on there, mind control or something. Exactly. Beautifully said. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Alicia, tell us about the new earth. I know you have some theories. <laughs> um, I know this is something. Yeah. Um, tell us all about the new yeah. earth. <laughs> well, you talked about in uh, one of your interviews, the ancient ways coming back to bring us into the new earth. We have to get back to what we used to know. And uh, it's just something that I think we should discuss. Yeah. Oh, my favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> my absolute favorite topic. Um, look, New Earth is here already. You, you can feel and see and tap into that, you know, through your own vibration and frequency. But I guess what we're um, striving for and, and working towards is, for all of humanity to be able to be in that frequency and experience it. Um, I think my work with New Earth Children is that I think that for people like myself and women going through this journey, where as a part of that process, we're really anchoring in new frequencies to not only birth children, but birth new energies to help Gaia herself um, go through her rebirth and ascension process. Um, I, I think that's why I love a lot of the work through BQH sessions, especially with Alice and Co and things like that. Um, I can say almost <laughs> um, uh, 
I love how in sync I am with her because quite often I'll see things through my dreams or through sessions and then she'll post a video, you know, within a few days or a week and it's almost word for word verbatim, like what I've experienced. So, um, that's amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. I'll let her know that. Well, she'll watch this. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I think that it is, I mean, going back to talking about Lemuria and the ancient ways returning, you know, my process of, um, you know, interdimensional conception and pregnancy and birth is just one of the components of new way of being and new ways that are coming through that aren't new at all. They're actually ancient, you know, that they've existed on this planet when we were uh, vibrating in a higher frequency. Mm. Um, and I think we're returning back to, some of those aspects, maybe not all of them. I don't think that all those civilizations that were in a higher vibration on earth um, were perfect. They had their flaws. So it's like a refining process of what have we learned through the dark ages and the dissension process and how we can take the best of, um, you know, higher civilizations and bring it back to where we're heading as humanity itself. And, and, and definitely there's a lot of components of um, our star brothers and sisters that are assist, uh, assisting this process through us or, you know, we are those aspects embodied uh, on the planet to make that come into uh, a physical manifestation. So um, I guess that's a very general uh, way of speaking about it, but I guess through, you know, I've been, I've been challenged at, so much on this path especially in the last five years and I think a lot of people can relate to the challenges that we go through personal hardship on on various levels but I think one thing that always pulls me through and guides me through is the visions and the dreams that I've had about new earth and knowing that that is a reality that we're moving towards and that's why we go through some of the um the darker phases and and um the hardships is because you know each person's experience when we go through, um, you know, deep um, clearing of ancestral trauma or deep clearing of past life wounding or whatever it is that is in our own um, process to be cleared and neutralised, we make waves within the collective field, you know, and and we all work as one entity in in some regard to... um, to restore the balance yeah yeah i think so do you think okay like this is the big question everybody has like what does the transition look like i know we've discussed it before um a split an event um it's kind of like maybe just down to the individual it might might look different for all of us what are are your thoughts there Mm. um my thoughts have changed a lot over the years and I I think that you know I spent a lot of time thinking about this stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, I think initially it was very much around an event or a solar flash and something happening happening very instantaneously Um, not that I you know I don't think that that is off the potential playbook (laughs) you know I think that that is a possibility Um, but I'm kind of in a space of being in the unfolding and um, also seeing how it plays out. I think that, you know, there is also that, you know, option of the split and you can feel that. I mean, you've been, I don't know about you guys, but I've felt that for years, the Mm -hmm. literal um, splitting 
of yeah. moving into one frequency bandwidth than another. I remember a couple of years ago being in a very heightened state. <clears throat> and I remember I was like looking out on, on, on the forest that sits in front of my house and I was literally seeing reality um, as new earth in front of my eye, physically in front of my eyes, that like real pristine, crystalline, everything glistening, high definition colour. Like I was being able to see through the veil and see into that reality, new earth reality. Um, And so, you know, I I truly believe that it is um, access to us all when we're in those heightened states. But the actual key to it all is that we have to implement it and ground it into physical. It's not just when we're vibrating high, you know, we can all have those, you know, way out experiences, but it's about um, integrating into the physical so that it's um, and accessible for everyone. So, so, I mean, that doesn't really answer your question. I know. Well, there was no question really. I, well, I mean, it was, I was just wondering what you thought it would look like, but you did answer it. I mean, it, it's, a, there's a potential for all of it to happen. I yeah. think. Yeah. And I think the timelines change, to be honest. That's I what think I was going to say. Yeah. 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 Nothing's so I'm, you you see the trends, you know, the event, solar flash, timeline splitting. And it's like we all collectively link into the trends as one of the timelines is most predominant in that moment. Then something happens like, you know, the situation global situation of the last 18 months yeah it changes the timeline again and i yeah so well, you know what's interesting um the reason i was talking to abby lynn today is because she called me or she left me a message saying she had a session with somebody and she just had this amazing download she had to tell me about it it was about new earth um mm-hmm. the, the person in the session wanted to know if they were going to be able to meet their stock their star family and and went in the new earth and they what came through was that unfortunately yes they're going to meet them but these pleiadians these groups of people maybe not pleiadians but some of these groups actually can't come here because of the environment even even when we do transition but what they will be able to do is they have like avatars growing in like liquid pods basically humans and they're and they're going to they're going to be able to um basically take over one of these vessels and actually come here in human form so and they'll look just like us but they won't have amnesia and it's going to be like your andromedan brother or sister here helping us but they're they're going to be from somewhere totally different but they're going to be in a human vessel um they're they're growing vessels basically so they can come here and be here with us and they said it doesn't matter that they won't look like what we're used to seeing them like when we have these experience we're going to recognize the soul and uh this she was like she, i guess this was like a whole a new concept that she had never heard of or thought of and it just came through this session today and uh i was like actually that resonates you know that yeah. i could totally see uh, something like that happening so when the et et's actually come they're going to get off the ships and like, you look exactly like me. What's going on here? Like, yeah, yeah. like, no, we had to, we had to come in this form because this is, you know, this is what, this is what we have to do. But she did clarify that not all races would have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Just depending on what density they're at. Yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. So that's just something to think about. Really interesting. 
That's fascinating. Well, hopefully I'll have more to share with you guys. I have a session coming up in a few weeks, a BQH session. It's been a while since I've been under and I love to go in and kind of like access a lot of information uh, of like the most current timeline that we're on and where, the you know, uh, where we're heading as humanity and how it's going to unfold. I've seen multiple possibilities um, mm-hmm. over, over the years. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And the biggest thing to me, like you already said, is the timeline change. I feel like we're not on. We may not. We might not be on the event solar flash timeline anymore. Maybe we are. Maybe it'll come and when we're all least expecting it. We'll think we're off the timeline, and then bam, we get hit. Who knows? Um, who knows? I will share this with you of something that's happened to me recently. Um, probably for months now, I have been what I call very human, (laughs) Uh, which is very foreign to me, especially over the last years where I felt very more galactic than I have felt human, Mm -hmm. you know, and normally I I resist that. I don't like it. I like to have sort of the (laughs) multidimensional experiences, Um, but it's been very grounded, very um, solidified, I guess is another word. Um, And I, I, one morning I was outside just drinking coffee, just pondering and wondering why I was going through this phase. And what came back to me was this is not a phase. This is kind of get used to it because it's going to be here for a while. It's not going away anytime soon. Mm. Um, And I think the real focus has been on the physical body, preparing the physical body. And I have woken up probably a handful of times between now and then. So in the last two months, hearing that you're being prepared for the solar flash, your body's being physically prepared and upgraded to be able to take in the light of the solar flash. Now, when I say that, I take that with a grain of salt. I take any message with a grain of salt, you know, because I know how in flux things can be. Um, But one thing that I also feel is that I don't think everyone will go through it and experience it in the same way or at the same time. Um, And one of the BQH sessions that I had a couple of years ago showed me that I was uh, in, in a space living in a different home. I had, my children were already here in physical, had been born, and I was experiencing what we would consider the event. And when, you know, how they program and ask questions and they're like, is this the, and I was like, this is the second event. Like this is the second flash. The first one's already come and gone. And in that space, I was aware of it and experiencing it but the people around me were asleep. When I say asleep, like literally physically asleep, they did not know what had taken place. I mean, so that's another possibility too. Um, You know, depending on people's energy and consciousness, they're going to experience that differently. Well, yeah, if you never even heard of the concept of an event or a solar flash, then yeah, you're going to be one of those people who are sleeping. I mean, that's just the reality of it, I'm sure. Mm very interesting that whole sun the sun in general and you know some people like there's like i feel like it's changed i remember like the event coming from like this galactic galactic central sun and then some people say no it's coming from our sun and well i've heard it is but our sun will be affected by that also so it's kind of both but but it's so many so yeah, many, yeah. yeah, yeah. So many people like study our sun and they're like, no, I don't see it in this cycle. Like it doesn't matter. Like they, they don't see it. Like they're using like 
the past basically to predict the future and like they don't even see it like something that major coming from mm-hmm. our sun so they're like no that whole theory is bunk mm-hmm. but i think I told the one guy way back when I was married to the idea of the event, I was like, he did this whole video on why it wasn't going to happen. And he was a brilliant guy. And I just commented on the, on the YouTube video. I said, you're studying the wrong son, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because at the time I was thought it was coming from the galactic sun. And, uh, but yeah, you guys said the sun is a portal. Yeah, it's it's so true. Um, Basically I was, I was listening to somebody, um, can't think of his name but he said like every black hole on the on the other side of every black hole is a star in another universe mm-hmm. at which makes which makes that star a portal and that's exactly what's happening with our sun and he's and people are like well, it's too hot and he's like well that's that's the whole psyop our sun isn't hot it's cold fusion it's light and gas and then yeah. Corey, Corey yeah. good said the same thing whenever he saw that he said it's like imagine one of those balls that you put your hand on and it has the electricity um he said that's basically what the inside of our sun looks like it's electric it's a cold fusion electric yeah it's yeah. not it's not this like it doesn't mean it's hot yeah, yeah. and like they, a fire with, and the, that's cold. why like it's cold in space um it, the higher you get off the surface of the earth even in our own atmosphere it gets colder why is it only hot getting hotter yeah it doesn't make yeah. any sense why is it only getting hot why is it only hot on the surface and, and he explained that's because of the light reflecting off the surface on our atmosphere Basically, mm-hmm. our atmosphere is what creates the heat. Yeah. Um, without the atmosphere, it's cold. That's what, and he said, um, you know, he went on to say that like Mars has an atmosphere still, is wh- whatever they tell you, it's a lie. He's like, there's definitely. Uh, Mars and, and the moon both do. Yeah. So, yep. And then, yeah, he, well, he said the moon is a space station that was brought here, which but we know. Even though that's. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really interesting to think about that type of stuff. Um, and he said, "You, it, it's hard not to find if you really research it in the right places. It's hard not to find what looked like ships coming through our sun. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on so many, there's so many photographs and and yeah, footage I've seen them. Even yeah. of that. So whenever we think of the solar flash, it's like it might mean. But obviously, there's some radiation involved, and that's something that actually has to be considered. But it's not what we think." The sun isn't even what we think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just something to think about, right? <laughs> so many things to think about. I think uh, a couple of months ago, I like when I was highly active in my dream space, one of them I, I do recall as you're talking, and it makes so much sense to me, was I actually went to the sun to get a sample. It was almost like a test tube of plasma, and it was electricity-like, and it was kind of blue. And that was kind of weird for me because you would think that if I was taking a sample from the sun, it would look white or, you know, um, yellow. And it was not, it was kind of a blue shade and it was kind of electric. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't tell any more details. I have no idea what that was about, but, you know, one of the many. Um, yeah. What are we really yeah. doing up there every night, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, how much, what have we been going for like an hour and 15 minutes? Um, so I know for people who don't know, you do sessions, you offer sessions. Can you, would you mind walking us through what one of those sessions actually looks like for the people who might want to book with you? Yeah, sure. Um, 
So I, I offer a wide range of sessions, but generally my focus is on what I call energy alignment. Um, so during my conscious contact back in 2015, how this, so I, I've been doing hands-on healing since I was a kid and then it, it sort of progressed. I, I learned and studied different modalities, but every time I was like, oh, why am I here? I kind of know this, you know. Um, and over 10 years, I started following what I was being intuitively guided to do, which kind of worked better. And I, I can see the progression of it over 10 years. It built up to this um, techniques that I use now. Um, and I was downloaded at that time. That was when I heard uh, during the sessions, you're now channeling the Arcturian Ray. And I had absolutely no idea what that was. So I would tell the clients and they'd be like, what's that? I'm like, hmm. I have no idea, <laughs> um, but that coincided with all the things that I discussed earlier in the interview. And um, so I work with what I would consider very much a, I work a lot with Arcturian energy. That is like one of my primary kind of galactic um, components or aspects. Um, I do a wide range of things. So I, I can read, I can soul read, I can read into people's energy field and their memories. Um so I normally go in and access a lot of information that is relative to them at this time in their soul's path. Um, but I do energetic adjustments, psychic surgeries, things like that. It, it's growing and developing all the time, which is really kind of cool. Uh, I love the work that I do. Um, well, and I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say like um, what has kind of, you know, I, I feel that, I attract the clients that obviously resonate with me, but generally um, people like you were saying before show up in my reality when there's a shared experience there. That's just how it works. You attract, them, you attract them or you hunt them down. Like you did me. You're like, Hey, <laughs> listen, bro, you gotta do a session. Something's a session. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally I'll get that. And I try and ignore it, but it like haunts me for days and I know that won't go away. <laughs> um, and I know there's always a reason for that. So, you know, I just, I just trust, but um, yeah, I mean, since the SSP thing has opened the door in my life, I find that I starting to attract a lot of people who are bringing back their memories and starting to unpack that and helping people through that process of um, soul retrieval you know, so on a galactic level, mm -hmm. you know, there's a process that I do that is like called soul or star mapping where I can kind of read into the field of different components of them and help embed that almost like a soul retrieval. Um, well, and you also, what you did for me was you removed a blockage. You removed the blockage that something was stopping me from remembering. Hmm. And uh, if you remember, I don't know if you remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. So something was removed and you've told me like usually within three to five days or something after that, people you start to have get memories back. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was kind of waiting for it to happen. Nothing happened. Then as soon as I forgot about it, um, I did in fact have the, what I could only describe as a memory coming back of on um, being on Mars. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, I've actually never shared this one publicly. The only person I've told about it was Tony Rodriguez. And when I told him, his eyes lit up and he's like, he's like, dude, I've seen that basically. Really? Uh, he's like, you're describing exactly what it looks like there. And he was like, we need to talk more. And that's how we ended up talking. But um, yeah. So, and then that was it though. It was like a one-time hit and I never got, 
I mean, I actually, I had, have had some stuff since then, but that one just seemed like it was like right on time with what you said. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's also that, that you offer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think the one thing that I do remember what your, your energy was so fascinating. And I think the one thing that I remember, cause I do this, there's a lot of different techniques and tools that I, I work with. One is called uh, consciousness rewiring. So it's sort of like I go into the neural pathways in the brain and look at where there's blockages and things like that. And when I went, <laughs> I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but when I went in and I was going to do that process on you, that was where I could see energetic layers of screen memory. And that was when I said to you, do I have permission to try? And I don't know if I can do it, but I'll try to be able to remove some of the screen memory because I know as experiences that's a lot of the things that we have to contend with is having different memories implanted that aren't the actual memory of what was occurring so you know I haven't done anything like that since but I can kind of get the sense of that yeah well I'm really I thought that was like something you did all the time <laughs> I, I'm not joking it's, I'm not joking like you it was so natural when you did it um I, yeah, I always say that working on a person is so individual. So mm -hmm. it, you know, it's never one session is the same. Um, and I, I guess I just had the confidence now that I can, you know, work with the guidance of my my team, but also the the people that I'm working with and what is in the highest best good for them. And I know that a lot of these memories can be, you know, ultimately very traumatic for someone. And if someone's not ready to unpack and process it, I know that there's kind of like a safeguard. It doesn't matter what I do. It's not going to happen <laughs> if that person's yeah. not ready or if it's not in their highest good. So. Yeah. Um, well, it's really, yeah. I mean, it's really, I think you should explore that more because I mean, it was actually helpful for me, you know, yeah, I, I've thought a lot about this year about things that I'd like to do on a greater scale to help support experiences, especially those in, in the programs. Obviously, that that called me unexpectedly. I didn't see that that was going to be a part of my journey, but as it's unfolded, it is highly part of my journey. And, you know, I think what I love is that people can come and tell me the weirdest out there stories. And I never bat an eyelid because of my own journey and how mm -hmm. out there it has been. So, you know, people can tell me pretty much anything. And obviously, you know, I have my le level of discernment and truth and, you know, listening to, is that a trauma based, you know, um, perception or is that, you know, actuality and things like that. But mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I do energy, primarily energy work and um, like psychic work um in in a session I guess that's what people can expect but my background is vast and varied um I, I'm a qualified holistic counselor I did regret I was a regressionist for many years so there's a lot of components that I've done throughout my life that's kind of fused and melded yeah what I do now yeah and you're it's right you're right also about the screen memories we were talking about earlier um that's a real thing. Like some people will go oh, yeah. into a hypnosis and they'll keep going back to this one memory and they'll think that happened. And that's something that we have to come to the reality that this might actually be a screen memory blocking the real experience. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even the movie uh, Total Recall kind of touches on that. I mean, they you, yeah. know, you sign up for it and they give you all these fake memories of a time on another planet or whatever else. And 
and the whole plot is that he actually did spend time on Mars, but then they were trying to give him these screen memories and whatever. Uh, something along those lines. I have to go and watch that because that's the third time thought, this week someone's made reference to it was that. Like his, his wife and job, and that was all fake, and then he he realized so, it and freaked out. Yeah. So basically, he had spent time in the programs on Mars, and then he came back to Earth, and they, they tried to cover it up by giving him these screen memories of this fake life. They gave him a wife here, yeah. um, a home, and a memory of a lifetime here on Earth. So he thought all this was real when his wife was actually was just some agent working for this company to keep him from remembering what he actually did on Mars. Yeah. So then he goes to this total recall place where you're supposed to it's like they offer vacations like you can get this. You can actually have memories of being somewhere else. And it seems so real. You felt like you were there. And I'll just let you watch the movie, but <laughs> uh, it's really <laughs> that is on my to do list this week. <laughs> there's it's total disclosure of the SSP or the or age regression type of stuff. Um, and then there's a remake in 2012, Total Recall. Um, I recommend watching both of them. Yeah, okay. put them both in my thank um, you. Yeah, so I guess we'll start wrapping it up. This was incredible. Thank you. We we touched everything. Yeah. yeah, we did so much. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up that you want to share with us before we go? No, not at this stage. Um, nothing specific, but um, yeah, I hope that this conversation has helped someone out there. And, um, you know, yeah. it, I think that it's as hard as it is sharing personal stories. I really encourage people to find um, the bravery to to come out and, and talk openly when they feel compelled to and overcome, you know, fears and things like that. Because I know that in my process of speaking publicly about these things has really changed my world in, in beautiful ways. And the way that I have been received from what my mind or ego wanted to tell me of like the, you know, people will discredit you and ridicule you and all that sort of stuff. My experience has been very, very different since I came out publicly in 2018 and talked about some of these things. And um, it doesn't matter what your journey is like. It's all very individual, but it all um, comes together in, in the, the one process of where we're all heading as, you know, human race into new earth. And I think the more that people share and open and transparent, um, it helps us all heal and and put the pieces of the puzzle together beautiful absolutely um where can where can people find you to book cosmic gateway so it's um cosmic g and then the number eight way.com uh is my main website and also new earth children but that's still being developed <laughs> at this point so cosmic gateway is the best way that people contact and find me and that link will be in the description so mm -hmm. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, it's weird going back to the original way, Aaron. Separate yeah, screen, old school. We'll get. I, I, it threw me off at the beginning. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't even know how to introduce the show. I was like, um, this is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But yeah. um, it's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. So, and and we don't plan on missing a beat. So, um, yep. We have a lot of work to do. We're excited about this upcoming conference. You guys will be hearing more about that soon. I'm excited too. If if it means that we can travel somehow, some way, I'll be there. <laughs> that, that would Yay. be amazing. That, that would be, be amazing. amazing. Yeah. Hopefully. 
um yeah who knows what it'll look like in may um who knows what it'll look like in may but uh you know it's all coming together pretty effortlessly so i know it's i know it's meant to be and it's going to be a good time so yeah anyway um thanks for tuning in guys thank you guys for all your support all the donations all the love um the beautiful comments and emails that we get from you guys um i say it over and over again but we can't do this without you and you're the reason we keep doing this so Thank you for that. We love you guys and have a great night.